ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. You are in for a special treat today because I am joined by Lauren Corley. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Brittany. Yes. So Lauren and I kind of connected through Instagram, really. Um, I think we kind of had some mutual friends, which led me to following her account. And Lauren just has so many encouraging things on her account as she just kind of shares her life and her motherhood, um, a lot of homemaking on there, just just a beautiful home and a beautiful spirit. And that is really seen through so much of what she posts. So Lauren, I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about you and your family. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that I get to talk with you today and I love your podcast. It's always Aww, encouraging well, thank to me. You. So, um, my name is Lauren, like you said, and my husband is Ian and we have been in full-time ministry for the last five years, um, since we got married. So he is a youth pastor in New Mexico, and then we have two little boys. So our oldest son is three and our second son is a year and a half old. So I get to stay home with them and help my husband in the ministry. So that's pretty much me. Oh, what a blessing. Well, that's great. Well, you had posted something on Instagram really just recently um, that I read it and I just thought, this is so good. And it is so my heart, but also it was so challenging to me, just the reminder, because sometimes there's things that you know you're supposed to be doing or focusing on, and then life just happens. And the Lord can use so many different angles and influences to bring something back to our mind and remind us, hey, this is what is important. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Lord did through this post that you shared. Just something that I've been working on in my own motherhood. But in that moment, I was like, I needed this reminder and I need to work on a few things and I need to ask some little ones to forgive me for a few Mm -hmm. things. Um, And so that's what we're going to transition into you really just expounding on your heart in that. This episode is called A Word Fitly Spoken, and that is taken from the verse in Proverbs. Um, so I'll just hand it back over to you if you want to share kind of what that post was and what brought you to that and what that looks like in your home. Yeah, absolutely. So um, probably not too long ago, um, and I guess I should preface this by saying that this is not something that I have arrived in. In any way, it's very much something that the Lord is working in my life on. And um, But He's definitely given me a vision for it and an excitement for this aspect in my motherhood. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to be learning about it too. Um, but this concept of our words in parenting kind of came from a conversation I was having with my husband. Um, I was just at a little bit of a rough patch in parenting where I love my boys. They are so much, they're so precious to me and they're just wonderful, but it just seemed like day after day, I was just constantly getting on to them 
all the time, just getting on to them. Don't do this. Don't do that. No, no, no. And, Mm -hmm. and that was very frustrating to me. Like, this is not the kind of mom that I want to be when Mm -hmm. I get 15 years down the road. I don't want to look back at their little season and feel like I was a frustrated mom. And so my husband and I were talking and just trying to figure out what are some things we can adjust? How can we help our boys better? And through that conversation, the Lord just brought to mind this verse and it's Proverbs 25, 11 through 12. And it says, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver as an earring of fine gold. So is a wise reprover on an obedient ear. And so the Lord brought that to my mind. And, you know, there's some verses you hear a lot and they're nice verses to hear. And we go, oh, Mm -hmm. that's really good. But what does it really mean? And so I just started studying this verse and I felt like it would help me in this area of parenting. And so as I studied it, I like to define words when I'm studying the Bible and it helps me so much just to bring clarity. And Mm -hmm. I felt like the Lord gave me a lot of direction through these verses. And so, um, the first word that I came to was fitly. What does fitly mean? So when I looked it up, it basically means timely or appropriate for the circumstance that you're in right then. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second phrase was a wise reprover. I'm thinking, okay, what is a wise reprover? How do I do that? And um, a wise reprover basically means skillful at correcting, making wise judgments, and teaching or convincing someone of what is truth. And so those two things together just kind of opened my eyes to, this is what I'm missing right now as a mom. Um, Part of my job as a mother is to take advantage of teachable moments. And I really wasn't doing that. I was just kind of living life one minute at a time. And instead of responding to my boys, I was reacting to the Mm -hmm. situation instead of taking advantage of those teachable moments as a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just looking at this verse and looking at those two definitions that I had found, I realized like, my job as a mother is to become skillful at finding opportunities to correct my children and to teach them what is true and what is good and godly. And um, through that, I just feel like since I started working on this concept, it's just changed so much about how I mother throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's given me a new direction about how to interact with my boys. And it's just given me a lot of clarity in that way. So I feel like it gives a new purpose too. I know my Titus two mentor really helped me mm-hmm. with this some um, about a year ago and it came it, instead of being so, like you said, reactive, you know, yeah. where, okay, we've already had the incident and the, you know, mm-hmm. now we're having to deal with bad attitudes and I've been doing that all day. So now I have right. a bad attitude, you know, having the uh, perspective change of trying to be proactive in the teaching and in the modeling and in the discipling, it gives this whole new purpose and excitement to what I'm doing instead of this exhausted drudgery of, oh, you know? (laughs) Yes. And I think it's so easy to only correct our children when we're frustrated. 
Yes. When, oh, this is an inconvenient behavior mm-hmm. or it's an embarrassing behavior. Or um, I think like I wrote in my post when I'm finally frustrated. Yes. Um, and I don't think that's how the Lord wants us to parent. I mm-hmm. That's not he, how he fathers us. Yes. Yeah. Not parenting out of frustration, but mm-hmm. being intentional and looking for moments early and often yes. of how can I find this problem spot before it becomes a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, um, one verse that I thought of was Proverbs 13, 24. Um, the second part of it says he that loveth his son chasteneth him be times. And that word be times, it basically means early and often. It means to seek out an occasion diligently. And so instead of waiting until, I just can't take this behavior anymore. Yes. You know, the times when I might be tempted to brush something aside or ignore it because I'm busy, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm focused on my own task that I would notice, Mo, my child needs some correction. My child needs guidance right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and take the time to speak into their little heart and, um, and be the mom that I should be and give them that direction because you know, um, like that verse says, it's pleasant to an obedient ear and we're working on helping our children have obedient ears Mm -hmm. and to be obedient, but we also have to be wise reprovers. And so I feel like their little hearts, they're open in so many ways to receive instruction and to have boundaries and guidance, but it's up to me to take advantage of those moments. And I can get very busy and I can be so caught up in my own to-do list that I miss that opportunity to reach into their life and guide them and point them to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, I know someone shared with me one time the challenge of being a student of your child, of mm-hmm. really getting to know them and learn them. And I think that comes into play. You know, I I have a whiner. One of my kids yeah. just, just whines. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for a while, one of them was str- really struggling with lying. And I'm yeah. thinking in bringing all this together and making that application, knowing that, hey, this is something that we're working through Instead of allowing that to catch me off guard and to frustrate me because once again, here we are whining, I know more than likely I'm going to hear whining from this child today. What can we do to offset that at the, at the front end or to work on that or to, oh, let, let's catch that right away. So that like you said, I don't just push it aside, push it aside all day because I'm busy until the point of, I can't take this anymore. I think channeling, when you know that your child struggles with a certain behavior or a certain bad behavior, um, finding a positive way to deal with it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, instead of reacting negatively, like you already have in your mind, when this happens, this is how I'm going to respond. This is the principle that I'm going to give them. Mm -hmm. Oh, is my child whining? Well, are they struggling with ungratefulness? Then I can give them a principle of thankfulness. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's helped with our oldest a lot. Um, just when he's struggling to obey, you know, we're teaching him children, obey your parents and the Lord. And even having him memorize that scripture and say it back to us, it helps him. Um, our little one, when like one of the first things that we teach them is you need to have a happy heart. Mm -hmm. And that's the phrase we use of, Hey, we're not going to do this undesirable behavior we're going to redirect and do what's right. And that's called having a happy heart. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though they don't understand submission to God yet, they don't really yes. understand submitting to your parents. They can learn how to have a happy heart. Mm-hmm. And um, so. And you said your youngest is one and a half, right? Yes. So my third is two, but it, okay. it always amazes me how much they can pick up on even being so young and yes. just taking advantage of even those littlest of years, right. teaching them to have a happy heart or mm-hmm. t- to put these things in that then it can grow from as they mature. Yes, absolutely. And I think one side of this principle is the negative side of we're correcting wrong behavior. But the positive side of it is that we get the privilege to speak into our children's lives and teach Mm -hmm. them how to know God and how to love him and how to serve him. And so on the one hand, you're being proactive with their behavior. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, you know, I need to look for opportunities to teach them about God and, you know, how to have a happy heart, how to obey your parents and the Lord, um, how to be kind to others. Um, even the little things of teaching the little ones, Bible songs or verses, or, um, I think part of it is creating spiritual conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, just saying, you know, if you're outside and your toddler comments on something in creation, you don't just say, Oh yes, that's nice. And go along your day, but you stop and say, Hey, who made that? You know, the other Mm -hmm. night we were leaving church and my son said, I said, hurry up, bud, let's get to the van. And he said, I'm looking at the moon, mama. (laughs) And I said, oh, I said, is it pretty? And he goes, yeah, I like it. And I said, do you know who made the moon? And he said, God. I said, that's right. And then he said, mama, who made this church? I said, well, <laughs> people who loved God, they built yes. this church. <laughs> you know, you know where toddler conversations yes. can go. But oh. but even the positive side of just creating spiritual conversations in your home and looking for those opportunities to plant the seed. Because mm-hmm. I know I think the same would be for you. I I really pray and desire that my children would come to Christ young. Mm-hmm. And if that's my prayer and desire, I need to do my part to invest in them while they're little mm-hmm. so that they can have those building blocks already set up to know him as yes. soon as they're able and ready to understand and submit their lives to him. And, and so that's the fun part mm-hmm. of this is, is looking for opportunities to correct when they need it, to discipline, but also throughout the day, not being too busy to invest in them in a spiritual way too. Yeah. I do think creation gives such an opportunity for that. And I think, I don't know, I don't know if we just get older and busy and distracted Mm -hmm. that we miss the little butterfly or, you know, my kids are obsessed with bugs right now. So, Uh you know, the inchworm, the ant, you know, whatever it is, but, but it catches their eye. And and I know that's been something I've been really trying to work on is, is seeing that. And even in some of our homeschooling, you know, trying to teach them that we were just talking about ladybugs. So, you know, it was talking about how the ladybug has a job in the garden and farmers like ladybugs. So we were talking, you know, all of this. And, you know, we just kind of wrapped it up with, you know, if God gave the ladybug a job, what do you think your job might be? You know, what do you think God wants to use you to do? And But I, I love something as simple as creation, especially with the little ones, because they're just enamored and curious yes. and explorative. So 
it's just such a sweet gift. And I know that when I take the time to actually look beyond my schedule mm-hmm. and look in creation, I the Lord just reveals himself to me. And I I want to praise him for who he is. And, and creation has that effect. So I think that's a wonderful way that we can slow down and really bring our kids in. And like you said, create such good spiritual conversations. Yeah. And I think we, like you said, we have our own schedule and sometimes I catch myself, you know, I'm on my phone way too much or I'm thinking about- I think we all probably are. (laughs) We all probably are. I think you said you had a podcast coming up. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, we're on- media too much. We're consumed with these things that don't really matter. And I find that throughout the day, I'm missing those teachable moments because I'm consumed with something that just doesn't matter quite as much. And so I think looking for the opportunity to discipline early and looking for the time to make those spiritual conversations, like in Deuteronomy, you know, it says, Mm -hmm. you're talking about these things all day long. You're investing this into your family from sunup until sundown. And I think that that's something I have to keep in front of my mind is I have all these jobs to do. I have so many ways that I need to care for my family and care for my home and serve at church and do these different things. But at the end of the day, have I taught my children what is right? Have I taught them how to love God? And and I even feel like that's another way that God's convicted me is that they would see in my own life that I would take the opportunities to show them from my own heart and my own experiences how I need Christ and how I need His love and forgiveness mm-hmm. in in my daily life. Um, so not just correcting their behavior, but even showing them when Mama messes up how how do I go to God when yes. I fail? Um, and obviously, we're not putting ourselves at the same level as our child. You know, they're under authority. Mm-hmm. Um, but showing them, hey, when mama does wrong, this is how I should handle it. You know, mm-hmm. mama didn't say the right thing there. Mama didn't respond in the right way when you did that wrong thing. But I'm going to ask for your forgiveness and I'm going to ask God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um or something small that I've been implementing since I started praying about this concept is when we're having a hard day, there's all kinds of ways you can distract your kids. You can take them outside. You can let them play in the sink with water. You know, Mm -hmm. you can change the mood. But one thing that has been helping us is when we're really struggling at home and, you know, our moods are kind of sour and I'm starting to get frustrated as I'll just grab the boys and I'll say, hey guys, let's ask Jesus for help. Mm -hmm. Um, let's ask him if he can help us do better today, ask him to help us to forgive each other and to have right hearts. And so, and we'll just pray real quick, just something simple, but I really have found, I don't know if it helps them at all. I think the example will help them eventually, but yes, it I was really say, nothing helps else. It's heart. laying a foundation, like mm-hmm. you said, so that later, and I often think of this right now, they're little and I am always in their ear, but one right. day I won't be. And I, I hope that I have laid these foundations yes. of things that quickly it'll come to their mind. I'm having a hard yeah. day. What do I do? I go and I pray and I ask Lord to help me because that's right. what I've been doing for you know, however many years with mama. Yes. Yes. And I think we can kind of get a, I don't know if I'd call it an idol, but this mindset of 
oh, I want my kids to look back in 20 years and remember me as this sweet, godly mom, you know, that never got frustrated and never did this or that. But I think that that expectation for me is probably not realistic. (laughs) I know that I'm going to get frustrated and I can almost guarantee that they'll remember it when they're older. Mm -hmm. But I hope that what they remember even more is that, hey, when mom did wrong before God, she went and made it right with him and he was there to forgive her. And she taught me that principle. And I hope that they'll catch that Mm -hmm. um, as they get older. And so... Good. Well, you had given just kind of some different practical things in that post mm-hmm. that, and you shared a little bit already, yeah. just creation, some different things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but do you want to kind of expound a little bit more on just kind of some ways you're working on this, some, what it's looking like as you're praying through all of this? Yeah. Cause I know, I think um, sometimes I, I'm like an application person, you know, that helps right. me. I love hearing the truth, but then it's like, Okay, well, the nitty gritty of motherhood needs like how do do we do do this? Give me the how. Yes. So I think practically speaking, one thing that's helping me is realizing that this job, God has given me a responsibility to be an authority to my children, to be a wise reprover, Mm -hmm. and to invest in their lives in this way. And I need him to do that. So I think the first thing is make sure that you are spending time with the Lord, because how can you invest godliness into your children if you are not getting his principles into your heart and into your mind? So spending time with him, even if it's just for a short time, I know everyone's at different seasons of motherhood where it's easier or harder to study the word, but if we can just spend a little bit of time with him, and get a principle for that day, then Mm -hmm. he is going to help us as we deal with our children. Um, And if we know that our child is struggling with a specific thing, then go to the Bible and Mm -hmm. find the verses, find the principles that you can use to help them to overcome. And that's definitely a proactive thing that I know in my home, you know, it, it wasn't working to wait until the confrontation moment and then be like, okay, I know somewhere in here, it talks about anger. You know, it was something I had to invest in my heart ahead of time so that when the moment came, then I could teach, then I could instruct. Um, so that's been, that's been a shift in, in my Bible study and my motherhood that I've had to really invest in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, we can go frantically searching for a principle or we can have in our mind already and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And so when you get angry at your little brother and you smack him, that is not what God wants us to do. That does not please God. Mm -hmm. And so what should we do? Oh, we should do the opposite. A soft answer turneth away wrath. This is how we respond to our brother. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I like the word you use proactive. Mm -hmm. I think being proactive in spending time with God and having those principles ready and then being proactive in your day with your children, Mm -hmm. having things lined out that you all are going to do together, having a little schedule, um, making sure that you're spending time with them because there's nothing that can breed more frustration than you having a to-do list. Mm-hmm. and your kids are not cooperating. But yes. boy, if you can fill their little cup up 
with some time in the morning, if you can read to them and snuggle them and play with them and take the time to invest in them in that way, I think most kids, they'll give you that little bit of free time that Mm -hmm. you need to get your tasks done later in the day. Um, I've really found that with my boys. If I will intentionally spend the time with them and love on them, then then they're content when Mm -hmm. I really need to get some things done for the most part, not every day, but as a rule, it works. And so I think, um, I know I wrote that in my post, like it's not just the the discipline. It's not just the spiritual side of things, but also just enjoying motherhood and realizing this is such a privilege Mm -hmm. and it's a short amount of time. And so I need to love my babies now and I need to invest in them and build that relationship now. And if I, if I'm close to them and we have that connection and I've invested in their life, then when I come to discipline times or reproving times, I've invested in them Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to make a withdrawal, you know, and I'm able to correct them without breaking that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that intentional investing time, it helps make the correction times a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And then just being proactive with discipline. Do I know, um, as I was talking with my husband, he just, he said, I just don't think that angry discipline has any place in our parenting as Christians, like we mm-hmm. need to, we need to chasten our children early yes. so that we're not disciplining or correcting in anger so that we're doing it in love mm-hmm. and we're doing it in a godly way. And that, so that when we go to correct, we're not just saying you need to stop that right now because mm-hmm. that is bad. We're saying, Hey, that's not the right thing to do. Here's the biblical principle. I'm telling you this because I love you. Mm-hmm. And we need to work on this in your heart. And so, um, so I really think that being proactive in that way helps so much. Yeah. And I love how you shared the negative scripture with anger was, I think the one we did. Yeah. So having the negative, but then having the positive too. Right. I love that coupling those two things, because I, I think even in my own parenting, sometimes it's easy to have the negative scripture. This mm-hmm. is what you did wrong. This is the sin. This is what we need to forsake. Right. But then to say, oh, but, but this is what we need to turn to. This yeah. is what we need to model. And I, you know, I hear often with teenagers, you know, preachers, you can't take something out of your life, something bad, something negative, and then leave that void, or it's just going to creep back in. You have to replace that. Music, I think, is used often. Yes. You know, don't throw away all your bad music and then not listen to anything, or it's just going to, there's a void there. Fill it. Fill it with something that is God-honoring. So I loved how you made that point there with the scripture, Um, even in just teaching them, you know, hey, we don't do this, but we do do this. So let's practice Mm -hmm. this. Let's practice having a soft answer. Um, You know, we, there's a verse that we do, uh, depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. So we're always, okay, we're not going to do evil to one another. We're going to seek peace. How in this situation can we seek peace? Um, so I love that. I love that you mentioned that. That is, that is so good. And I do think you're right. I think there is really no place for angry parenting. And if we're looking at Christ for our perfect example, you know, he is our heavenly father and he never chastens us in, in anger and in harshness. It's always lovingly and tenderly. Um, and I'm thankful that he deals with me that way. Right. And so I need to work on my own heart to be able to model that to my little ones. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're not parenting for selfish motives. We're not mm-hmm. parenting so that we'll have good kids yes. that people will look at and say, oh, what good kids they have. We're parenting with the end goal of, I want my children to know and to be like Christ. And mm-hmm. so if I parent in frustration or if I parent selfishly just to get them to conform to a mold, then I'm parenting for my own selfish reasons. But if I parent purposefully, and if I'm looking for those teachable moments that I can invest godly principles into their life, that I can love them, that I can enjoy them and point them to Christ through the good and through the bad, then I'm parenting in a way that is for Him. It's Mm -hmm. for the Lord, and it's for the purpose of them coming to Christ. Yes. Um, Because I, you know, I just don't, we don't want good kids. Um, we really want godly kids in the long run mm-hmm. that know him. That's our end goal. And so if we're, we really want to look for those opportunities to invest in them each and every day, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And I love this coupling really of our actions with our words, you know, just the importance that words have. Um, I've been reading some different kind of counseling books and people just sharing history of words that were said and the impact, the negative impact that had on their life. Um, but then like you said, flipping that and seeing the positive impact that words can have. I actually have a scripture card on my wall. Um, only let your conversation be as that that becometh the gospel of Christ. And it's a verse that I have to have read multiple times, but I recently read that and it just, you know, they, sometimes they just stand out and you're like, have I actually read this? Because this is so good. And that has been something that I've been challenging myself with. And and I'm thinking as we have these little ones, our oldest recently got saved and praise the Lord for that answer to prayer. But we have other young ones that we're still working and praying through that with, but just in, in my motherhood, do my conversations with my little ones, is it becoming the gospel of Christ? Am I looking for those opportunities? Am I using my words to present Christ to them, to present the gospel? And I think that is all the what you're trying to say here is yeah. just really using our words, using the beautiful gift of motherhood. And even especially as we focus in on this sweet season of the little ones, yes, you know, and just trying to look for every opportunity that we can to invest in that relationship with them. Right. And that's like you said, your oldest accepting Christ, which is so exciting. But like, I'm even in the season before that where I have very little children. And I know that a mom 20 years older than me could give even more insight into this topic. But I think right now having the little ones as I as the Lord is helping me in this area. And as he's giving me a vision for this, it's kind of just like parenting and faith of like, mm-hmm. this is what God's word says. These are the promises that he gives. These are the principles that he says will work. Yeah. And so I'm parenting in faith saying, okay, if I obey him, if I put in the work now, and if I'm faithful now, then the Lord willing, someday they will accept Christ and I'll be able to see the fruit of these little years, the good mm-hmm. and the challenging days. And so um, just being able to parent, um, trusting him yes, and believing that what he says in his word is true and that his word doesn't return void and that, um, 
you know, his, he's going to be faithful to see his work to completion. And so I think that's been a little bit of a growing experience for me, having the boys being so little is saying, okay, I know that this will work and Mm -hmm. I believe it that someday I'll see that it will come to fruition. So, yes. Well, the Lord is faithful and his word is faithful. And I'm so thankful on all the days of motherhood. (laughs) We can lean on that because it, it is our anchor. Right. And and it is our guide. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's just been such a refreshing reminder. And I'm just sitting here thinking, these are things I need to tweak. These are some things I need to pray through and work through as just, you know, it's just a constant striving to be more like Christ in every aspect of our life, but especially in our motherhood, because it is such an impactful thing that we have the, the very sanctifying journey that yes. the Lord is allowing us to be on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. Well, thank yeah. you for joining me on this episode. It was such a joy to have you. And do you mind, do you want to share a little bit about how people can find you and follow you? Because you are just such a constant source of encouragement. Well, thank you. I enjoyed this conversation so much. Yes. Um, you can find me mainly on Instagram. That's where I am, um, and I am at Simple Havens, and so you can come follow along there for a little bit of daily life and some encouragement as the Lord is teaching me. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me today. You're welcome. Thanks for being here, and I will link your Instagram page in the show notes and have all of this up so that the ladies can reference that, but thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.